we do place a lot of emphasis on our show on the role of the local pharmacist and what that the pharmacist you know what the pharmacist brings to the community, oh, Gerald. I think we bring lots. Jo- yes, so much, mm. absolutely. I'm jo- a pharmacist. I oh. wish you were mine, Gerald. <laughs> Well, joining us on the line today is Naomi Perry, who is not only a pharmacist, but has also recently joined our House of Wellness family. Welcome to House of Wellness and to the show, Naomi. Thank you so much. Good morning, Joe, Luke, and fellow pharmacist, Gerald. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, look, I have a fantastic relationship with my pharmacist, who's, well, Gerald is sort of by default my pharmacist, but I also have a great <laughs> You sound a bit greedy here, Joe. I know, but I just wanted to ask you how important you think the pharmacist is to the community, Naomi. Joe, it's so good to hear that you have a great relationship with your pharmacist. And as you would know, when you start to build rapport and trust with your pharmacist, chances are you're going to feel more comfortable opening up and being honest about your health. And let me tell you that communication is key. When you're open with your pharmacist, they can keep a close eye on any side effects to medications, help you stick to your medication routine, identify possible drug interactions, and also address any concerns or uncertainties you might have about your medications. The other thing to realize is that pharmacists are often the first point of contact in the healthcare system. We're easily accessible. You can just walk in without an appointment. It's free of charge to get that health information. Not only can a pharmacist give you general health advice and lifestyle tips, but they can even refer you to other healthcare professionals if needed, like your GP, allied health professionals or specialists. Ultimately, it's such a good idea to have that really good relationship with your pharmacist as it builds continuity of care within the community. It spreads awareness about all the services your local pharmacist provides. And most importantly, it helps maximise the safe and effective use of your medicines. Naomi, anyone who knows me well, and when we hang out in person the next time you're in Melbourne, I have a sneeze like no other. It is loud, (laughs) it is horrific, it is obnoxious, and it will give you a fright out of your skin. What I want to know is that now that spring is upon us, it brings hay fever. So we thought we'd pick your brain about what we should stock up on over the counter as a bit of a you know spring survivor kit. Did I hear earlier that your dog was sneezing as well? Well, no, I sneezed and she jumped out of her skin. She's now a hairless dog. (laughs) It's such a relatable topic, mainly because it's so common. Around one in five Australians experience hay fever, which is also known as allergic rhinitis. So you're probably wondering, how do you even get hay fever? What happens is our immune system responds to environmental allergens by releasing histamine, which produces symptoms like the sneezing, a runny nose, watery, itchy eyes. These allergens can be seasonal, like pollens and grass, or, or year-round triggers, so things around the house like dust mites and animal fur. Obviously, the first thing we'd recommend is to avoid the allergen, but during spring, and spring has definitely sprung, the pollen count in the air can be so high, it can be really tricky to avoid. So in terms of that spring survival kit, I'd be recommending having a non-drowsy antihistamine tablet because, honestly, you never know when your hay fever is going to hit. I often get asked which antihistamine is best, and it can vary from individual to individual. So if you find one isn't working, it is worth trialling a different one. And for any parents listening, antihistamines also come in syrup formulations for children. Now, depending on your symptoms, there are other products that might be useful for your spring survival kit. For example, if a runny nose is really problematic, a nasal spray, either salt water, antihistamine or corticosteroid base can be beneficial. Now, while antihistamines work straight away, it is important 
to know that corticosteroid nasal sprays can take a couple of weeks to see the full benefit. Now, there's also eye drops available if your eyes are watery and itchy. And if itchy skin becomes problematic, a corticosteroid-based cream might be beneficial. Of course, if you're unsure of exactly what's triggering your hay fever, allergy testing may help identify potential triggers. And if your symptoms are persisting, have a chat with your local pharmacist or GP. Oh, it's a lot of great advice. And mm. at this time of year, I think we also want to make sure we've got our sunscreen, we've yeah. got our lip balm. Oh, I love a lippy. We've got to have all those sorts of things. I always have it in the car, I have to say. Naomi? Me too. I, particularly with the warmer weather, I want to make sure that I'm staying hydrated. So a bottle of water is definitely a must. Broad spectrum SPF sunscreen, because, and I always make sure that I check the UV daily, but it's really important to have that in the car. Lip balm, as you mentioned, is a really great moisturizing um, agent for the lips. I always turn to anything that's hygiene related, so a hand sanitizer, disinfectant wipes, and tissues, particularly if we're sneezing a lot, just mm. to minimise the spread of germs. And I also like to keep in a survival kit anything wound-related. If we're tripping over or children are, um, uh, you know, having cuts or sores, adhesive bandages, antiseptic solutions, they're really important for wound cleaning. And the last thing that I always have with me is paracetamol. So you never know when you're going to have aches and pains, a headache that pops up at unexpected times. Fantastic. All great advice. Thank you so much, Naomi. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. You have a great Sunday.